Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle, and joining me today is... J.R. Mounts, creator of the Fried Pickle Noir comic book series. As well as... E.B. Tolbert, who... I do a lot of art, but... I draw. I draw, I draw drawings. <laughs> I draw drawings. But nobody buys them. That's very, very good. Wild. I mean, I just cast them into the wind and hope. <laughs> so here's the thing: if they don't buy them, why do you continue? Why? What's your? Why do you continue? It's selfish. A, it's a nervous. Yeah, it's a nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. So take you just sit down. Just ah, oh, what have I done? Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, you're using it paper that could be used to like hold up crap. I'm a digital guy. So. <laughs> oh, you don't even. Digital you space. can't even commit to paper. I know, right? Wow, you just I control all delete issues. everything. Wow, that's commitment. Although right. that's three I buttons. I can always go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, paper doesn't have an undo button. That's, it does. That's why it's for hardcore. Yeah. yeah. All right? Look, you got to be a boss. You know? Yeah, you walk over flame with paper. All right? You fall, no, you, you start flames with paper. <laughs> you start flames with most of my books. That is also true. Just <laughs> <laughs> get like the next one. You, you flames with them with more of my book kindling. <laughs> <laughs> My books are not on Kindle. They're on Kindling. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Fun starts now. Oh, dear. Here comes the pun. Oh, my. All right, so uh, we're at the Cleveland Geekster, and uh, JR, you are here selling your pickle. Which I is... am trying to get my pickle into as many hands as possible. <laughs> that never sounds good. <laughs> it is also never a good it thing. Good to... No, it does not sound good. No. <laughs> so you're talking to JR and EB. Yes. Wow. I think you are out of the whole hyphenated name thing. I'll you need abbreviation. TG, the gargoyle. That's a thing, right? TG. TG. Yep. IF. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's. No. To it's me, used. It's been there. It's been there. Daddy. Well, that's only do the first two letters because okay. the phone EBT. <laughs> well, being welfare is not a. EBT. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Alright, so we're at Cleveland Geekster. We are at Geekster, and you're selling your pickle. I am. And uh, it's a good show. A lot of people here. A lot of returners. Yeah. Yeah, this gets bigger every year, and every year I love coming myself just because I get to see so many friends that I don't ever really get to see anymore. And us. And you guys too, yes, yes. Only for the airtime, though. Oh, that is the only reason that you show up, is just for my I'm lame podcast. Equal opportunity megalomaniac eye. <laughs> so along with uh, with toys and comics and just general geekery, uh, we are also midway through September, which means we are two weeks into 60 days of Halloween. We are in the 16th day of the 60 days of Halloween. Correct, That sir. makes me so excited. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and people have to pee. Yes. Well, he was poking me in the gooch. Like, oh, okay. Past everything. <laughs> the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They know what yeah, the gooch right is. He's like right there. I pet him right in the little X marks his spot. <laughs> Just a second. All right, EB will be uh, going soon. So, yes, EB will be leaving soon because <laughs> yeah. he got Captain Urinator behind him, so, you know. Uh, but yeah, 16 days into 60 days of Halloween, and this last week was nondescript week. So I watched It, The Thing, The Stuff, It's Alive, and It Follows. And as you mean nondescript, you mean something that doesn't take any one particular form. Well, that is part of uh, part of it, but also just, what are you watching, It? Yeah. Yeah, so what are Pronouns. you watching? I'm watching It. Yeah. Or what are you watching, The Thing? What thing? The Thing. Or the blob. You should have watched the blob. I thought blob, about the blob. Blob isn't as, as, as much as the stuff. It, it's actually, yeah, because the blob that is... That is pretty specific. Yeah, it is true. somewhat descript. It is a it's blob. True. The stuff is... What is it? You know, it's stuff. So, See, the next horror film should be called... Yogurt. What do you call it? What you well, call it? What you call it? What you call it? I've already finished up nondescript week. Oh, okay. Oh. This week I'm in medical horror. It's Saturday, so you got one more day, right? I started on a Friday. Oh, oh okay. medical horror. So you're watching ER. And Grey's Anatomy. No, oh, oh, those, that is medical. Horrible. That is medical. Horrible. horrible. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, how many of those have you seen? Of, of either of those? Because I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. 
No, not the of the the nondescript movies. Oh, I've seen all of those. I've seen everything but the stuff because I cannot watch something called the stuff. Why oh, can't you so watch this? No, because I like marsh melted marshmallow spread. Yeah. I can't think, think of, of that as something that might. I know, but I can't think of anything that I like to eat that might ingest me. I can't think. I don't want to think bad of something I like to eat. But why not? Because it's a, like because it's a brilliant marketing point to make me barf. Uh huh. It's got Just, one of the guys I can't from. Do um, what was he from? Uh, Law and Order. It does it. It has the guy from Saturday Night Live, uh, Garrett Morris. Right. Right. See, you guys say both things. I think John Belushi and like Ray Harryhausen. No. Or Harry Hamlin. Not Harry Harryhausen. Well, actually, Ray Harryhausen was made Harry Hamlin move in an actual lifelike right. movements in a stick in his butt. I do not want to think of Ray Hamlin with a stick in his butt. That's awesome. Or anybody. Awesome. Terrible. He's one of the DAs. I'm thinking. I I don't know. The the pain the painfully like Irish. New Yorker guy, uh, which is all the characters in order. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Irish guy, the Italian guy. So, so you do not like the stuff. Oh, it's I've so never good. seen the stuff, so I can't say I don't like it. Oh, it's so good. I'm saying I won't see it because it makes me sick. The practical effects in that movie are. Well, I love practical effects. Oh Look, man, I, they're amazing. The thing is, John, you're talking John Carpenter's. Yes, thing. John, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Carpenter's the thing, not the crappy prequel remake. Prequel, horrible thing. Yeah. Um, it CGI was. It was the new it, not yeah. the original it. And then it that's follows. True. It's alive. Is that it? I think that's all the. That yeah. All the it's. Yeah. <laughs> so here is why I think that you would love the stuff. Ugh. It is made by the same guy who did It's Alive. They're both okay. by Larry Cohen. And so they are both like the cheesy late '70s schlocky. I'm just now watching the Incredible Melting Man uh-huh. for the first time ever. It's so god awful bad, so god awful bad. I can't not stop watching it. Right? That's kind of the stuff. So you need to watch the stuff. That's why I watched it's live. It's also why I watched that one with the house one, with Demon Seed, where the what house is like electronic and impregnates a woman because it's the house of the devil. And all this supernatural tech, it's from the early no, 80s. It's so not, bad. Now, you're not talking about The House of the Devil. Nope. Because that nope. movie is amazing. No, I haven't seen That's Del Toro. That's Del Toro. House of the Devil? No. Oh, no. No, I just shot it. Yeah. Yeah. Pelicula. Uh, the House of the Devil, is that the one where the, the Spanish. girl gets shot in the car? Yes. Yeah. And that scene, that took Spoiler me. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, you don't care about that character. Yeah, it's Greta Gerwig. You really okay. don't care about okay. that character. It's so just right there, like it feels real. That. Now so, I will say, it follows was uh, that that was a twist. I the price. Right, we're, we're gonna come back to it follows because okay. right. I want to stick on the stuff for a little bit. Here's uh, one of the things that I love slash hate about sick. the stuff. Love slash the, the, the original the, the intro scene where they're just like. We should eat this stuff. First off, yeah. So that has nothing to do with anything else that happens in the movie. It's just some old dude. Here's some white stuff bubbling in the ground. I know. Let's eat it and sell it. Those two characters never show up again. Ever? I mean, this. he should be super rich. Now, I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't the stuff, too, or like... What I would have called it more stuff. More the, stuff. <laughs> the protagonist. Stuff and the third an one, even more stuff. That's most the, stuff. That's the urban version. Right. Most stuff. <laughs> Mo is the name of the main character because he always wants Mo money. He always wants. Yeah. So it should be called Mo stuff. It should be called Mo stuff. Here, but and then the very last one should be called No Mo stuff. No Mo Here's The stuff. final chapter. Here's the thing about Mo in the stuff. He is really slimy and kind of a terrible person, and you don't know whether or not he is good or bad. Right. Is he, he white? Yes. So he is slimy a pr- white. Slimy white Mo is trying to sell slimy no, white. No, he's stuff. trying to stop it. He yeah. is the protagonist, yeah. but like the, when he's introduced, he you're like, I like don't him. know if he's supposed to be good or bad or. So it's a complete anti-movie. He yeah. 
and there is some sort of relationship between him and this girl, but no introduction to it. They're just like, all right, now they're in love, and it is weird. And yeah, and the kid is pointless. So I I love slash hate the stuff because like there's a lot of stuff really great about it. The special effects. Practical. There's a dude whose head like it's ripped open, and there's a lot of purple and green in that movie. Because like, like in most movies I try to avoid, I always go on YouTube or Fangoria, and I always like why when I see this film and I can't not look. Brain damage. I saw the same way. Yeah. You know. What, the practical effects are why to watch the stuff. Yeah. So, oh, uh, oh, my wife rags and on me that, that I won't watch it. That goop. Oh man, that goop. I just have problems with ingesting horror. Like ingestive horror, uh, it just it just. Hey. It, it sure. <laughs> and there is a whole lot of white stuff that. Here's something else that doesn't make sense. Now I do really enjoy the stuff. Kind of sure love it. You do. The movie. I love the movie okay, okay. stuff. At one point, the main protagonist, Mo, and the uh, girl that he has a relationship with that just kind of happens, like no explanation. He's just kind of like, hey, I have money. Okay, let's be together. <laughs> Both of them, at some point in the movie, have the stuff all over their face. Yeah. Both of them, at some point, are like touching the stuff. But then, towards the end, when the stuff is chasing after them, they're like, oh, make sure to don't touch it at all. Yeah. It is so inconsistent. Yeah. Wait, the stuff goes after them? Yep. Like the blob. Yep. But white and creamy. Okay, I just, I'm saying, I'm telling you right now. You cannot. You would love the stuff. I have a problem with the stuff and anything that drips green blood. It makes me sick. You don't like the predator? No, I love the Predator, but uh, that's like an alien. I'm talking like, like he would not tentacle green blood, you know, from the '70s. Really bad horror, you know. Right. Just like all spurt gut, <laughs> all spurty and green. <laughs> I watched Evil Dead one and two for the first time a couple weeks ago. Ever? What? Ever? Because I love Those Bruce Campbell, and I remember watching oh. Evil Dead two on VHS when it came out in '87. Didn't get through it because I didn't understand dark humor. Uh huh. Right. So it's all your these bread years. And now. I, well, I, yeah, I know, right? So all these years, I'm going by. I'm seeing the Necromonicon. I see Bruce Campbell at shows. Right. I know the Army of Darkness is pretty iconic. And now, I buy the book, Evil Dead: The Companion. Talks about all the movies. So, as I'm reading, I'm like, it's indie horror, is what it is. It's guys doing what I'm doing for their horror idea that came out of left field. So I'm like. I want to know what this is like. So, thank you. So that's when I watched Within the Woods. That's short. Uh-huh. And I'm watching all, so I finally got through Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, which is freaking brilliant, by the way. Uh-huh. And now I'm going to watch Army of Darkness. So, so I can watch uh, Ash Evil Dead. Yeah. Because I bought those. Sight and see. Personal plug, you should listen to the Monster Pod because Lucas and I talk about it. Eric joins us, and we really? are diving into the Evil Dead, all of them. Really? Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. It's the one that's about to come out. Okay, oh, it's, okay. it's going to be a two-part. All right, all right. I cannot wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a preview. <laughs> uh, Coming also, out soon. We also threw in a little bit of Drag Me to Hell because I think uh, okay. they're part of the same universe. See, I saw Drag Me to Hell first uh, when it came out in the theaters. Right. Wasn't impressed. I thought it was okay, but then I got the CD, the, the music for it, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Saw the Evil Dead remake, right. loved it. Yeah. All practical effects, you know. Shy, don't make a face. Uh, I I don't love it. I like it. I I, I, I like it. it. I, it I love for, it. If it stood alone and didn't have all that history behind it, it would have been much better. I agree. Because I had an expectation for it. I agree. Right. I had very little expectation to none because I hadn't seen any of the Evil Deads. I knew of their legacy. I knew the rape scene in the forest. Yeah. I knew the over-top the, gore. Yeah, the I didn't have. Of course, that's the first scene that you say that you know. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know even. Look, I know about look, the tree. Rape. I was young and in love with myself, so of course the rape scene is <laughs> terrible. All right, I think I'm murdering him <laughs> oh. with all this nerdness. <laughs> He's deflating. I tried to. Eb's son is here. That's what we're talking about. 
I tried to convert my children to my nerdness, but it hasn't worked. It's hard going. It, well, my oldest. Whatever it you do, time. don't give them a football. That's the end of it. The end? This the one's end. total sporty spice. He's tight end. No, no. It's the tight end of it. <laughs> you don't get a quarterback. Yeah. Oh, tight end. oh dear. <laughs> Terrible. Where? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Th- thanks for joining oh, us. For, for you, what you see, man. Two things. Are we doing something else at the end? Yeah, there we go. Wait, uh, as far as I go. At the end. I don't. Well, okay, you can do that. I'll just it's sit there. Be at the end, though. I'll just enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I will stand there. And you know what I enjoy it when I do this. Good to see you, Eric. Say good. All right, so we talked a little bit about the stuff. Okay. And how much you hate it. How I hate something I've never seen. You should. You, you really should I, watch I know, it. it is, I know. It I, is schlocky horror. Like it is not high quality cinema. That's why I brought up Evil Dead because look, it took me this long to finally get Evil Dead. So but I Evil think Dead is amazing. Is true. Like, so so here's the difference. Evil Dead is amazing. One of no, my all time favorite horror movies. It is. I don't know why it took me so long to understand it, but I love the vision. I be, love everything. Because about when it. you first watch the first one, the like it's. It is a very weird mix of like really good genuine horror and really crappy cheap indie practical well, effects so that over don't the top like too. it. It it is a very specific thing. Uh, well, right, in the first so one is more horror than the second. One. I see Tim walking this way, and this is usually a bad thing. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to make eye contact with him just yet. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just. I'm, oh, what he sees the microphone. That's what yeah. you brought this out. It's like chum in the waters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did somebody else stop by to say hey? We were talking to Eric, Eric. for a little bit. Eric. Eb. You know the guy you're very close to. That look like. No, but he was standing literally where you are. Were we were we best friends at some point? And I just don't know this because y'all are talking to me like we were best friends. You know. <laughs> you know, all your best friends end up that way anyway. <laughs> I forget about them. <laughs> So JR, I've, I've at a distance, just to make it really weird, I've been watching everything that's been going on, and I've noticed that Nathan's been here for a long time. Have <laughs> yes. you actually got to enjoy? <laughs> I have enjoyed Nathan Con very much. Nathan Con. I've enjoyed that's what it Nathan. Be called. Con. Gargle Con? Garcon? Not Gargle Con. Gargle Con. No, it's Gar- Gargle Con. Gargle Con. Gargle Gargle Con is more like the, at the fur, uh, the uh, the furry festival. Not furry. The other the. Fetish? Fetish! No, no, not, but the one in Atlanta. Dragon? Atlanta? Not who. They're <laughs> no, going everywhere but the one I want. No, the sex one in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. No, the. Dungeon Con? Uh, not Fan Fest, not Fur Fest, not Fan Walker Con. Stalker? Not, not, because that gives I'm it a going completely different is meaning. It, is, it, is it P-H-U-C-K-Con? No. Like, no but, I thought that was but P-H-U-C-K-U. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. I don't know where I was going with that, but... Nathan, do you miss having me around? Sometimes. sometimes. I do. I do miss you. It's like sometimes you're, like, up on a hill, and you're like, I need somebody <laughs> to cut me down a couple of nights. The odd thing is, you know, I've never not seen you guys together. So, as far as I'm concerned, the fact we were here, and then you come in, I don't really know that you have very much not with him. Yeah, we have... Uh, Mass Listeria got nixed. It, really? Uh, like... All of the stuff that we had got pulled down. So it's less Listeria now? It's no Listeria now. The world has been cured of that disease. It's no Moss Listeria. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. That is so true. So okay. since then, that's been it. So, yeah. So if we look at anything here, these so are now my Tim comic books that I write and Nathan draw. are... I walked in on this. I saw it. I like how Tim just referred to himself in first person. I do. Sorry, in third person. He fights me. But nobody knows that it's me. It's true. Because it's been what? Three, four, and Samuel Jackson. Maybe longer months. It has been since Chat Film Fest. That I think was the last one that we did. It's been a lot of months since we've recorded anything together. Yeah. So. Well, see you later. You don't. You don't want to talk about horror. So, uh, so I've been doing themed weeks for 60 Days of Halloween. Okay. And the one that we're talking about now was nondescript week. So I watched it. The stuff, the thing, it's alive, and it follows. I think you're the only person that would understand what nondescript means. It is, you know, things that, like, what are you watching? It. Okay, what what it are you? I'm watching it. No, people are going to know. 
Because it went mainstream. Okay, like, fine. The thing. Just what movie are you watching? People are going to know the stuff would be the one that you would go along with. That people would be the, like, what is that? The point is, like, the name of the movie tells you nothing about it other than uh, it's, a, it's a nondescript word to describe a thing. See, you could say, like, but no, people really have seen the thing. It. So. I'm really enjoying it. I thought it was really good. What? I thought it was really good. What was? I thought it was really good. Exactly. Are you guys going to play Who's On First? Yes. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go do some stuff. Oh, that's a great one. What is? The stuff. What stuff? The stuff. Yeah. You just said the stuff. No, I said I'm going to go do the stuff. Yeah, the stuff. Yeah, I think I've seen that thing before. What thing? Exactly. <laughs> I played with my thing before. I would say it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now so you're sorry you came over, didn't you? Not for your puns. <laughs> my best friend Danny. Hi. <laughs> so, what are some of your thoughts on any and/or all of those movies? He only has some thoughts. Don't tax him like that. What is one of your thoughts? <laughs> John Carpenter's thing, good remake. You're right. Welcome. Uh, the stuff Enjoy. is fun, camp, eighties. Right. Uh, it. I haven't seen the new one yet, which is weird. But the old one, I mean, it's a mainstay. It, it's one of those things where you don't have to like it, but you still need to watch it once. So, I love the new It. Agreed. Like, I agree. There's been a lot of people like, oh, but Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. I think that he was the best thing about the original. If anyone else had played Pennywise, other than Tim Curry, but played it like exactly the same, note for note, intonation for intonation, if it was exactly the same, I don't think people would be making that same I agree. comparison. I agree. And I love Tim Curry. I think that Pennywise in the new It is a better Pennywise. The difference is the miniseries was not, it didn't feel like Stephen King, right? This movie feels like Stephen King. Yeah. This movie is Stephen King's vision. And this is only part one. This is only the kids' version, which feels like Stranger Things, which was like an ode to homage to Stand By Me. And I mean, it's all full circle stuff, you know? So it's great that it feels like Stranger Things. Yeah. I just finished reading the uh, book of it before watching the movie. Still haven't read that. That's fantastic. Still haven't read it. Fantastic. It's it. The movie paraphrases the book in the same way as the Harry Potter films do. Sure. They catch the nature of it, even though they might change a couple of things. The overall feeling is is correct, and that's where I think it really. Is, is perfect it, it's got an excellent cast the director paid attention to this thing yeah. and they were brutal where they needed to be now that is one thing that uh, some people have said it is that because they show so much it takes away some of the takes away some of the like suspense and terror because rather than imagining what happens to uh, to Georgie like you actually see what happens to him that could go either way because then if you know look it's it's kind of like we did an X-Men movie but we didn't use the yellow tights oh you know you're never going to please some right I like to see I like to see it I want to see when it says and all the teeth bared their fangs and bore down upon his little bitty arm I want to see it because that's how he wrote it yeah if he hadn't written it that way I say you know go with the Hitchcock approach less is more but so y'all have basically ruined the first part of the movie for me. Thanks. No, that was the end. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> I not, know that it's, it's not, not the end, ruining so. anything. <laughs> the, uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> We've not said anything. This is why people don't listen to your podcast, Nathan. No, no this, they don't listen to it for a number so, of reasons. It's actually more of a generalization than you think. And that's actually the first five minutes yeah. of the movie. Well, I mean, it's, it's Georgie's chasing the boat. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's the classic scene. You don't f*** up. Yeah. It's what set the tone for the entire thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened in the first movie. It's just the first movie was on television. Yes, right. it was the late 80s, early right. 90s television. So much so you couldn't do back then. Yeah. They, it was still in that limbo, though, because it's like, we just got done being able to show Barbarella and showing boobies on right. TV. Right, right, right. But we're still in that whole area, like gray area of can we show like a little kid getting his arm bit off yeah. on TV type well, thing. we hadn't had South Park and Family Guy yet. Right. And no. if we did, it would have been totally different. Like Mr. Mercedes uh, got, it's on, it's on a miniseries now, Absolutely. which is a Stephen King series as well, and it's much more 
way overarching, sure. overdramatic, like loving it because I love the books, I love the series. But yeah, I read. Weird. Huh? I know, <laughs> you right? Read. Now, I I can read and I do. Read. As much as I love the new it, mm-hmm. it, it it's not perfect. Like does I, it, does it have that factor though? You know that it, it has it, the it factor. Oh, it man, does. How did I miss that? Okay, I that was pretty. There are so many good things that I can say about it. My biggest problem is probably the misuse of uh, Mike, Mike Hamlin. It, he's underused, like a lot. Which is weird because he's such an integral part of the book and of the arc of the character. This movie definitely kind of made him seem like an add-on. Yeah, like he's played well. Yeah, he's played well. And and I think that all of them are very well acted, but. Like, I don't want to get into too much why, because that would be too many spoilers, sure, but sure, sure. he's he's just underused. Well, they made up his entire arc. Yeah. And they changed it. So, it'll be interesting to see if the adult Mike, which is actually why this whole thing is is, is important. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a bigger part of the next movie, the adult Mike. This so. movie was about Georgie and Bill. With a Those little bit of... Um, why am I drawing a blank on her name? Becky. Be- no. Not Becky. Uh, Deborah? Oh my Deb- god. No? Hold on. Why are we drawing blanks on her name? Oh my god. Hold on. The, the girl. The only girl in it. Oh, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> you zoned out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and no matter what you say, sometimes out of this I worry about you. I gotta go pee. I'll talk sometimes to you I worry about you. I worry a lot. Bevy. Beverly. Bev. Yeah, that's right. Beverly. I had to quote her dad to bring up her name. Wow. Let, let's talk about <laughs> that. Her, the, all right. So in yeah, yeah. the miniseries, yeah, there is a lot that is implied. Sure. Without creepy, yeah. that dad daughter relationship is with Bev and her dad. Ah, uh, spoilers. They show an unsettling amount. Like they don't, they don't show more than what they should. Right. Uh, right. But they show well. They more, more than, than impl- they, they more than more than imply, uh, which I thought was a director's choice to definitely put a nail on the head. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Let's not be let's beat around the bush. This girl has a creep of a father. Yeah, you know, well, and that might actually be again spoilers. That might probably be one of the bigger issues with it overall. And I love it. A few things are a bit too on the nose. So, rather than just implying what happens to Georgie, they show his arm getting beaten. Sure. Rather than just implying the creep of the dad, they show how creepy he is. Rather than just implying that the bully had an abusive father, like, straight up... Right. Which... Which I think works. I agree. Depending on what it is that you're looking for. I go back to the source material. Source material... They showed, they, they discussed the viscera of the first attack, right? He more than implies a suggestive nature between Bevy and her creep dad. Yeah. This movie just had to, like, I don't think it could be ambiguous about that without downplaying the importance of it. Well, and I think that, I think that it was made for people who haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. So if you've not read the book, you are able to enjoy it. You're right. able to enjoy all of it as a complete Without movie. wondering what we're missing in the backstory. Right. So, now, now again, I love it. I, I think it was great. And, I, yeah. it. I saw it in theaters, and it has been a while since yeah. I saw a movie in theaters. Me too. Well, I made a pact not to see movies in the theaters because people don't respect movies anymore. And I don't want, I'm tired of my movies being destroyed. You, you should come to the Chat Film Fest. The Chattanooga Film Festival. Okay. You should come to that. Okay. Like, yeah. Their whole thing is respect cinema. Okay, I'm into that. Because I thought the Alamo Drafthouse was the only place that actually gave a shit about it. No, they they do. Uh, You should also, shameless plugging here, you should also go to the Knox Horror Fest. Okay. It is is good. Really? Yeah. Real good stuff. Okay, I'm down for that. The lineups for both of them are already out. And it's it's good. I I am so excited. I think both of them are showing uh, Suspiria Ooh. in 4K restoration. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to watch that twice <laughs> in the next month. 
Wow. Yeah. In 4K. Yeah. Holy moly. All right. Yeah. Well, it's good because I think that's the only way for guys like me to see film anymore. Yeah. You know? Now, uh, minor spoilers, whatever. I am glad that I saw it on big screen. If for no other scene than when they're watching the slideshow. Yes. Like that I, needed to be seen. It at full. needed to yeah. be seen big because of how big that thing happened. That and was because the the perspective and they're quick about it. They they don't linger very long, so it, it feels like you're actually there. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I oh god, that was I almost like three D brilliance. That movie. was so much. That was uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, oh, but I god. think that's also why what, what's great about it is that it was made for cinema. Yeah, you know, it's made for movie lovers as well as Stephen King lovers. It is good cinema. Yeah, and what I, what I was glad they nailed it. They nailed the character arcs. They nailed the great cast. Everybody is not. Is, no one's miscast that film. I really yeah. think. I think everybody. Characters good. are misused. Right. Right. But right. they are played and downplayed well. or overplayed. But yes. Right. Uh, all right. That's a whole lot about it. Uh, <laughs> so we've talked it. We've talked the stuff. Let's. Uh, what do you want to do next? The thing it follows or it's alive. Um. Talk about it. Go for it. I know what you want to say. What? What? What do I? Want I know to... you want to say it's alive. Okay. Let's talk about it's alive. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> so another right, movie by Larry Cohen. Who date, did the stuff? Date it. Date it. It's seventy-four, it seventy-five. Is, it's old. It is seventies, and it is terrible. It's so bad. And it is so god awful bad. bad in all of the ways that a movie needs to be bad to be good. True. True. And I know that there are people who say, Practical "Don't say too. it's so bad, it's good," because then you're saying it's bad. But I think that you also have to understand. There are things about movies that make them bad, right? So that people don't go into them with the expectation of, right? right. Well, like you don't go to see a film like Basket Case for serious art, or even right. to be scared. Evil Dead. I that was my problem back in the day. I wanted to see a scary film. Evil Dead didn't scare me. It, it confused has good me. Scares. It has good scares. It and has, it has good really laughs. good scares. And it's got good laughs. And it's got gore. And oh, it's yeah. well, the gore is everywhere. E- Evil Dead. I cannot say enough how much it is one of my favorite movies. I, I've grown to love it now because of the whole indie factor of it. In fact, these guys shot this film, not once, not twice. They redid it how many times? Yeah. And they kept perfecting it. And it made Sam Raimi a name. And to see their vision that early, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It, it is a beautiful film. And But because of that, that's why I look at something like It's Alive... <laughs> which was done in earnest as a horror film uh-huh. to scare you about having a baby devil well, monster. And that's like that's the thing that once we get through a lot of the individual movies is going to come back and like what are some of those horrors overall? Everybody does, baby. <laughs> are you guys recording? We are now. Brian, yes. Oh. Hey, how how inappropriate. I'm um <laughs> like, you know, Awesome. You know what I mean? You feel me? You want to talk about It's Alive? I don't even know what that is. Creepy oh. little demon baby? I don't even know what that 1970 is. schlock film done by the guy who did the stuff. Oh, I know the stuff. You I want to talk about the stuff? We're talking about hates the stuff. Oh, my God. I, I hate the movie that I've never seen. Really? <laughs> never, I can't, it makes me sick to think about it, dude. The stuff. They even call it stuff. I know. Have you seen what it looks like? I love marshmallow paste. I know it's marshmallow paste. I love it. It's kind of like marshmallow paste mixed with the center of an Oreo. Oh, just disgusting. Which is, so it's basically marshmallow paste, sugar, and And the worst thing about it is it's not like it's a white blob. It is stuff you eat that eats you from the inside. Disgusting. That's it's a lot. That's that's crazy. I think the stuff is the same thing that killed Jim Henson. <laughs> Wasn't it like a flesh eating thing? I'm pretty sure. I thought that he had like cancer. No, no, no he had. Uh, it was a flesh eating virus. Hep C, Hep B. No, it was a flesh eating virus. Yeah, is it well, one of the hepatitis no, flesh eating virus? I don't know. No, the problem was there was a hand going in the first top half of him for the most of his life, and when right. the hand went away, his body couldn't sustain. <laughs> no, <laughs> sacrilege. And with that, I step away. <laughs> So speaking of hands inside of creepy little things, it's alive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So uh, Demon Baby. towards the end, like, we're gonna come back and talk about like what are some of these bigger horrors, horrors, horrors. You need to really horror-er. announce that because I I've the, seen bigger horrors, the bigger terrors <laughs> that look in the mirror. Yes. Okay. But yeah, uh, little Demon Baby. 
and it's kind of terrible but also done really well and it takes a while for the baby to show up it does uh, what i like about it is it's a natural birth all right there weren't satanic cults but it's just a mutated thing monster right like it was it just, just happens yeah there was just you know a baby yeah. and it was a little demon baby and it, w it wasn't a cult it wasn't any little specific. yuppie couple moving into their house it's as saccharine as you can get yep demon baby Yep. Lust and for blood. They, Even though it takes a while to show the baby, they show some of the gore pretty early. That's true. They show some dead people. Yeah. And then a lot of chasing around a thing that you don't know what it is. Right. A lot of camera movement. I, I gotta say, being that they kept their budget really low, they made use of a lot of like typical 70s, we don't have a whole lot of budget time for this, so let's just show them what they don't need to see. You know? Right. <laughs> and then when they show the baby, they showed us something that we don't need to see. <laughs> right. Which didn't terrify. It was more like, what the f <laughs> I paid like, $8 for this? Like, I don't even know if it moved. Like, it seemed like it was just it was a this. solid structure. Yeah, that, well, like, yeah. just someone, like, shuffling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There and were I, hand motions that went along with that. And it was hand puppet for the top half, I believe, as it would, like, peer off on top of a box. You know, very Jim Henson-like, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I, so bad. So bad. But if you've seen the stuff and not It's Alive, you'll love it. If you've seen It's Alive and not the stuff, you'll love it. The, They're um, equally as bad from what I know about the stuff and what I can definitely say about It's Alive. Yeah. And there were three It's Alive. There's an It's Alive island. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's, god. I forgot about it. Was, I forgot that was what it was called. Yeah. Because in the It's Alive 2, remember she has another one. Yeah. And then It's Alive Island is like... Island of Monster Babies. I guess that's what happened when Who It's Alive goes to, to Fantasy Island. Welcome! Tattoo! <laughs> get their bag! <laughs> oh, Tattoo! This the is where you came oh, from! The uterus! <laughs> Funny thing is, we don't know that, you know, um, Tattoo was an It's Alive baby that went to Fantasy Island. <laughs> got a job as a midget. Oh, sorry. Per Little Perve Villa Chavez, God rest his soul. <laughs> he is not an It's Life Alive baby. Life-beating, chain-smoking... Rico Ricardo, two foot guy. <laughs> okay, don't don't God rest his soul. <laughs> God other thing his soul. Is that better? Okay, there you go. Okay, or just make up some shit. Yeah, but so, I will say, you know, it, it was it was typical of the seventies to do a lot of schlock, and you know, the, remember this is back in the day when the payoff was near the end. You didn't get you expected not to see this thing until the end. And the movie's pretty boring and bad up until that point, which you get to see some gore. But there is character development. There you is do true. care about what's happening to them. True. And the, the thing that uh, whenever Lucas and I are talking about horror, comes down to... Horror? Horror. Uh -huh. To scary movies. <laughs> Does it have heart and is it fun? There's, there's a lot of bad things about It's Alive, but it has heart and it is fun I, to watch. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And that's why it makes it so bad, but so good. Yeah. And, and that's where I think I fault a lot of films that are bad, even though they have a high budget, even though they've got a lot of money behind them, because there's no heart to them. Yeah. Look, Star Wars was an indie film. You know, it was that THX follow-up that 20th Century Fox gave to this little bitty film because they were doing Damnation Alley. That was going to be their big film. So that, um, going back to a thing you said earlier when I was like, eh, is one of the things that I'm not so crazy about with the Evil Dead remake. Less heart. I agree. I, I, I don't care about the characters. It was going for pure horror, though. It was, like going, it was going for scary horror. It was film. going for drama horror. Like, it was going for serious. Right, right. And believable. But, and... If you can rest, you know, it was going for a believability rather than an overtopness. So I respect it as an addition, less it's, of a remake of The Fog piece of crap. Oh, God. Now, the original The Fog. Oh, the original Fog is classic it, John Carpenter. It is such a good ghost so story. Good. And, the, and that's it. Is and the, fog, the original The, the, the fog, fog is fantastic. It is a ghost story. It's great. And it is creepy. And you're like, what's going on? The remake, it is not a oh, ghost it story. It's a love story. It's just disgusting. It's a love story with zombies. For yeah, just sickening. God, what a what a horrible. Or, and you don't do that to the fog. No. You know. Now again, 
going back to the thing. Okay. Let's, an let's amazing talk about the thing. Because that thing. is a very good transition. I, I was just trying to segue. <laughs> oh my, the thing is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's one of the best John Carpenter's out there, one of the best horror films out there, one of the best practical effects movies in this business for how much they were able to pull. Again, palpitating the guy's heart and then going through because then it's the, got teeth and it bites the eyes. Never saw that coming and to this day creeps me out and I love it all the way. The yeah. fact that the head detaches itself and crawls away upside down. The dog. So many things. And then, aside from Four that, dogs. the whole Agatha Christie, is he, is he or isn't he part well, of the alien? Here's one of the other things that I love so much about John Carpenter. Not only does he know good horror, and he does a lot of the film tropes, but he also doesn't do the crappy film tropes. So, the two black guys right. in the movie... Right. Which most horror movies, if you're black, you're the first to go. Uh-huh. In The Thing, they are the last two. Uh-huh. What, not, okay. Well, major spoilers. <laughs> so, uh, so the last guy that you see die is one of the black guys. So all the white dudes die first. Yep. yep. And then the only two survivors that we know of, again, major spoilers on a 40-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you haven't seen it by now, please. Yes. Or turning your gate card. And then, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the, you know, David the, Keith, the guy. Um, I don't know. Dang it. David Carradine? No, not David <laughs> he's, he's a hanging white guy. He's, he's Asian. <laughs> Ish. He, he thinks he is. But, but, but yeah, I love the fact that they don't play on all of those. Yeah. Like, oh, well, let's just kill off these yeah. people first. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's so, so good. They kill the old guy. Who, you know, they kill a dog. They they break so many rules, and they didn't just take the original movie and follow it. They turned it on its head and gave it like a freight train amount of work. And what I love about it, everybody chooses the screen oh, equally well, full of great actors. You know, and sometimes it's cheese, of course, but like Kurt Russell's no, fantastic. there is no cheese in that movie. There's, there are some cheesy practical effects just I'm because going for the of doctor, the era. The doctor who is not really... Well, actually, I take that back. I think he's they, actually great. He's actually there great. There are no bad characters I in agree. that movie. I agree. There are no bad The movie is a perfect movie. I mean, you know like when you're watching a movie and you just feel like, oh my God, this scene's great and it's, there's nothing going on in it, you know? That's how I felt with It, okay? And that's how I feel for every great movie. Aliens, uh, A Christmas Story, you know... Uh, the Roadrunner movie, you know, things. <laughs> but like, but you get this feeling of like protection and warmth when you're watching a perfect film. You feel robbed and uh, bamboozled when you're seeing a film that should be great uh-huh. and isn't, and you're watching it early. The Fog remake. You know, I hate the Fog remake. It's I horrible. Hate it so it should much. not even exist. The. I, I was about to say I don't know if I would go so far as to say The Thing is a perfect movie but I would I would uh, go so far I, as to I agree that The it's Thing a is movie. a perfect it's a perfect movie it, it it's, the it's, score and Ennio Morricone based on a John Carpenter thing fantastic so The, the John, Thing is a perfect film so uh, the, the music in The Thing oh. I I love John Carpenter's music I love all of the synthy stuff yep I love the fact that The Thing doesn't feel like the rest no. of his music. It's and more orchestrated because of Ennio Morricone. Because The Fog, beautiful. Christine, Halloween, Halloween 2, all, uh, uh, Escape from New York. All that digital, you know, I'm learning on Casios, now I'm learning on this kind of thing. Carpenter is showing his story. Which he's classically trained, so he's great. Ennio Morricone takes it and makes it a suite. Makes it orchestral, Carpenter. It is so beautiful. So oh, great. Man, I love it. I, I, there's nothing bad that I can say about the thing. No. Like, I could try. I wish it were an hour longer, because I would watch every minute of it. But I... It doesn't feel bloated. It's a perfect I don't, time frame. I don't think that it should be any longer. I know. I just want more. Maybe just want like more. 10 minutes longer. I didn't mind the but, prequel, only because you can't ever go back. You can't go back to a perfect film. You can't. Well, here's my problem with the prequel. You know what's going to happen. Right, right, right. You know every single thing. So it's really just gratuitous. It's gratuitous. Yeah. Like, the, I would have been more interested to see a follow-up. Now, that being I, said... I would have been interested in seeing... I don't want to see a follow-up because I like the ambiguity of, is one well, of them the thing? Is the thing going to take over the world? See, I'm saying visit the site 100 years later. There is no McLean. There is no... Or not McLean. Uh, 
<laughs> what am I doing? Die Hard? <laughs> you were talking Die, die hard. hard. All right. In other words, characters, we don't know what happened to them. It's still ambiguous. But the spores survive somehow, maybe. That was a very long pee, Tim. Welcome back, Tim. Right. <laughs> but this also in. hit an era of when Carpenter couldn't do any wrong. I mean, he was like knocking it out of a... I've never seen Assault in Precinct 13, the original. I saw the uh, remake, which actually wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to the score of Assault in Precinct 13. Fantastic. Fantastic. And But like Escape from New York, you know, when he hit Assault in Precinct 13, then Halloween, then The Fog, then... Uh, Escape from New York just, and the thing. He just bam, knows bam, 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 how bam, bam. to do movies. And I love the fact. Even that, they live, even though it's funnier. Well, I love fantastic. the fact that he made what he wanted to make. Yeah. And it's not like, a, oh, well, this is what I think people should enjoy. It's just like, oh, it's just the movie I wanted to make. So right. there it is. It's a movie. It's now, down. I'm it's not down with some of the his later heyday stuff because I didn't think it was. He stopped being relevant to his own stuff after right. a while. Like, oh, give him this. He always tried to break. New ground. I even like Prince of Darkness, which is slow by comparison, but it's definitely towards the end of his. Yeah. But like, you know, vampires was eh, body bags was eh. Um, but even his eh stuff, still better than yeah, so many other things. I, well, yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, and so, without him, you wouldn't have Eli Roth and all those other guys doing stuff. But you know, I'm still torn on Eli Roth. He's produced. Eli Roth is an amazing producer. I agree. I agree. He is an I agree. amazing producer. I, I just don't think he knocks everything out of the park all the time. I, I feel about Eli Roth the same way that I feel about um, the comedy guy who did Knocked Up and 40 Year Old oh, Virgin um, and um, like I can picture him. Apatow. Yeah, Judd Apatow. Yeah. I feel the same way about both of them. I think that they know good stuff, which is why when they produce, it's generally right. a really good movie. Right. But I think they have their heads up their butts a little too far. Uh, so when they try to do it themselves, right. they don't... Uh, There's oh, something... Yeah. Well, but I will say, at least they've got a voice. Yeah. You know, and, they, and they've got an unmistakable voice, which yeah. we appreciate in this world of like so many movies that are out there that won't say shit. There isn't a voice at all to follow or even root for. Yeah. The Coens, you know, those guys have had voices for years. They, and the fact that they were part of the whole Sam Raimi troupe in the beginning, you know, makes me appreciate their in their involvement. Oh yeah, but it's, it's hard not to it's hard to find that anymore. I'll be honest with you, because we're getting a whole lot of oversaturation now. It it's too easy for people to make stuff. I, I think. I agree. But I, I definitely right. that's right. So go ahead. so we've done the stuff. <laughs> we have talked about the stuff. We've talked about the new It. Talked a little bit about the old It. Talked, talked about, about the alive. thing. Talked about It's Alive. It follows. Yep. I think that's the only one that's left yep. from that from uh, nondescript week. Interesting concept. Very interesting concept. They take the whole if you have sex you die trope from horror movies. Yep. And they turn it into an entire movie. It becomes a supernatural STD. <sighs> it is a It is a very interesting concept. And also, it's like makes the good guy a bad guy at the same time. To save yourself, you gotta f some months over. Uh-huh. Literally and figuratively. So I thought that the movie looked great. Like there are some there are some shots that are just beautiful. That first scene. Like it it looks so good and so I I have uh, more than two friends, but I have two friends that I'm not you are not I've one never of them. seen you in a room with more than actually two people. <laughs> I don't have more than two friends at a time. We'll say that. And so one of my friends loves it. It, One of my friends, it is one of his all-time favorite movies. It follows. It follows. Really? Another one of my friends hates it. Hates it with a deep, fiery passion. And I understand why on both sides. Okay. The I fall uh, somewhere in between the happy medium. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am. Like, I understand... I understand why the one who loves it loves it because of the visual and because of some of the oh that's a really cool idea because it does look great it does and the premise is unpredictable really cool premise uh really great music that sort of 80s a lot of morality of that soundtrack is great very synthy very shining like very Wendy Carlos type thing you know little carpentry yeah but and I love the moral ambiguity of it you know he is it good? Is it bad? It's bad. You know? Uh, yeah. The friend who hates it, I also completely understand. 
the characters are terrible. Yeah. They're pretty shallow. Except for the main character, the characters are pointless. They are wooden, and it would be the exact same movie without them. Especially if, like, the supporting characters that are all trying to be there for her, I felt it really fell apart at the end at the pool. Yeah. I just wasn't as terrified anymore, and it stopped being about any consequence anymore. Like, that's the problem with any good premise, is if you don't have a good bookend to follow it up, like a good ending to it, you know? All right, take it, for example. Yeah. All right, the only way to defeat him is not to be afraid of him. So how do you conquer your fears in the face of it? That's a brilliant well, concept. So I took notes that I'm trying to find so that I can actually make sure that I'm saying some of the stuff that I was thinking. <laughs> um, Get more Doritos. That wasn't a movie thought there, dude. That is always a movie thought. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like all of the characters were so wooden and the supporting characters they just they were pointless yeah. like they kind of could have been cast much better for that the actors they hire uh-huh. not good the script ain't great for a great premise this is where the premise is better than well, the execution and with that script they don't explain enough no so no. you don't know like does it have to get passed on by people who are actually like wanting to have consensual right, sex right. because if not then why did the guy at the beginning like, why did they go on dates? Yeah. If he was just trying yeah. to pass it, why did why he just did he seduce her in order to it? exactly? You know, does it because have then to it be... becomes rape and rape, right? <sighs> so, so that's that's the first thing is they don't explain it. I agree. The second issue that I have with it is, uh, like, from a filmmaking standpoint, transitions. That movie does not have transitions. Yeah, I'll they be honest. They will be yeah. one place, then they will be another place yeah. with no explanation. Then they'll be in the bedroom. Then they're in a... This movie takes insequential moments and makes them even more insequential by going someplace else that we never traveled to. Yep. And in a different day. Yep. And, like, I can kind of get it if you're doing, like, a pseudo-montage, like you're just... But... Yeah, no, it, it, doesn't it, just, it didn't feel like a montage at all. No, you just... They just, they just cut, just cut, 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 and they jump, and there is no transitions, and from a filmmaking standpoint, it kind of drones me insane. See, I look at it as, I look at movies for entertainment, right? So on, on a filmmaking say I might appreciate it. I look at story, and where I look at it is sto- the story falls apart when I don't care what, about them. Uh-huh. I'm curious about the curse. Is it fun? Does it have heart? And Yep. No. When I didn't not. care about the characters and the execution of the actors that were acted poorly, by the time we get to the great ending, you know, the great big I mean, great not like isn't good, but great, the fantastic right. ending, I'm not enthralled. I'm wondering now, how are these idiots going to get rid of this curse in a pool? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is in a lot of horror movies, you give it some way of thinking that the protagonists are going to defeat it. Right. Like... Oh, this is what's happening. So obviously, this is how we will defeat right, it. Look at Sinister, right? What you found out what what God. the ghoul was. I love Me Sinister. Me too. Until the end, except for the fact that I also love the ending. I know. It makes Me sense. too. I hate Me it too. and I love it because it makes sense. But and I it's, hate a, it and it's a it's a circle. Mm. That movie comes sir guy comes apart when he finds out this curse is now taken over his family, home, whatever and tries to undo it. I get that. There has to be a means to defeat the evil. Otherwise, there's no consequences. It's just right. terror. The, it Follows could have had that tension. Well, and it could have if they had done one of two things. If they had either gone further with the, all right, let's not just make it about STDs, but let's make it about rape and assault and abuse. Sure. That, I think, would have added another level of terror. Like, that's how the demon was manifested. Well, it... Not even if that's how it was manifested, but if it doesn't have to be consensual, then why would you try to seduce someone? You just pass it. Sure. And like, sure. Like it would make so much more sense that way, because if, then it's a real curse, curse. Right. Because then it adds to the horror. Then it adds to yeah. the just this is terrifying. And that's and what settling. makes this movie more indie than well, actually, I don't know they, if they even knew that they're having that problem. They also it. could have gone the other way. And it has to be spread consensual. And so then it's like, all right, well, now what do you do with these characters? Because then, like, towards the end, when she passes on to one of her friends and then the other friend, it's yeah, like, right. okay, if 
if they thought, or maybe like, um, if it wasn't passed consensually, but the way that you try to defeat it is through love. And so, like, then if you have two characters who fall in love, and then it's like, all right, now what do we do? Because we want to have sex, and so you want to, like, build this relationship, and so do you have sex I agree and pass it on? I also think it would have been more, do you then try to figure out, okay, well, let's just pass it on to someone else. I, I love the idea that there's a consequence to it. Because the idea is like, yeah, let's take a loving couple, somebody cheats. Right. And catches the curse. Right. All right? That, to me, that's awesome, because now you got something evil trying to screw up with something good for a mistake. Yeah. And and then, like, what do they... Like, it could have been so much better, I like, agree. indie drama horror if they had gone that route. I do agree with the terror is that you got to get rid of this curse, you know, otherwise it's going to kill you, so you've got to have someone fall in love with you enough to have sex, and then you go. So it's not just like going to a hooker. Yeah. I, I like if, that, because, if, but they because of it, you that, actually got to screw someone like, over. But... But not, because they didn't explain whether or not you had to do right. that. Right, no, that's where the movie and failed. That's where the movie's failure was, and it is, it is bad. Well, and there are, there's one scene that was kind of creepy, and that scene was in the preview, where uh, the girl is standing at the door, and that giant guy walks up behind her, and then it cuts to the other scene much later in the movie, where oh, the I mom jumps it. through. Oh. That is the only scary scene that's in the trailer. The actual movie, there is no. Oh, say, I don't remember seeing there's that. There's no all. scary. It's just there's a thing walking after you. Huh? It is, it is terrifying in theory. Yeah, in in theory, in, in practice, yeah. like just how do you escape it? Walk slightly faster than it does. Yeah, I know. It's like oh no, and again, it's coming after me. Again, okay, just, trapping just in walk. a pool is just stupid. And a manifestation of what her father, you know, I just it was bad. It's, it's just. It's I mean, it was just. It's bad. You need a, a smart consequence and to kill something. And it wasn't. And so it looked great. Great premise. Theoretically, really good horror. Execution just it didn't yeah. follow through, and it wasn't scary. Well, I, that's now. I've been watching a lot of horror films that have interesting premises, and that it, it follows started that. Yeah. Because. A couple of the other ones I saw was I Am Not a Serial Killer, uh-huh. about a Dexter type of kid. He's in his teens. His mom works at a mortuary. She knows her son has uh, serial killer instincts right. in him. He's trying not to be a serial killer, but then people start dying in this small town. It's like a Fargo type town. Yeah. So he investigates to try to think if he could catch the killer. You know, Christopher Lloyd's in it. Nice. Yeah. And go wrong with that. it's about a kid trying not to be a serial killer, but try to catch the serial killer. Another one I would suggest is called Hush. Listen to you. <laughs> Hush is about a woman in the woods. She's a writer. Well, she's deaf, right? She's deaf. Yeah. And a serial killer is hitting all the houses in the area, and he comes across her house, and she can't hear him enter the house. So it's cat and mouse all yeah. the way through. Until, have you seen it? I've not seen it yet, so okay. don't say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. I, the film reveals it's part of the reason that I've not seen it is just flipping through on Netflix the scene where she's just sitting there reading a book. Like that's the image. She's sitting there reading yep, a book, yep, and he's and yep. he's behind her. Right. Um, it, it it creeps Jess out a little. Okay. It creeps me out a little. I'll, I'll say, unfortunately, the movie doesn't take all of that into account. It only does the cat and mouse thing for a little while, uh-huh. and then it switches it. It turns into a cat and mouse on the other side. You know? Right. I will say it was it was an interesting premise, and it was a, it was not a predictable film. Again, I watch films now for the unpredictable. Sure. I recommend it. Another one I saw just a few days ago was because the house on Willow Street. That one looks really good. Okay. It's, it's an not IFC as one, right? great. Huh? I have seen. It's not as great as I want it to be, but I will say the premise. You know. This uh, group of kidnappers right. decide to hit this house, this rich guy's house, kidnap his daughter. The plan is to hold her hostage, send her them the video, and collect diamonds. You know. Sure. So they do. Goes down as planned. They collect the girl. She's a little freaky. She looks like she's been beat up. Call the house. Nobody answers. Nobody answers. Call the house. Nobody answers. Like, we got to get this going. Like, there's a time lapse. There's a time uh, uh, importance here because these guys got to get out of town because these guys are um, some of them have bail some of them have court appearances that they're going to be sent to the prison for so they need this diamond money to skip the country right so there's all kinds of like players three guys and a girl 
So they're all trying to like get money for a reason. And so no one's answering the house. And again, this is the premise. So she sends two of the guys back to the house to investigate and the parents are dead. But so are two priests. Huh. It was an exorcism gone wrong. They have kidnapped a demon. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that they are now trapped now in an I abandoned really basement. I really want to with. see that. That sounds they are, awesome. They, they've trapped themselves in a basement in an abandoned building with a demon. So, you know how I've been mentioning that I'm going to do, or that I'm doing themed weeks? I might do a week that is house themed. Ooh, that's good. So, like haunted houses. Sure, or, sure. Or like just stuff that takes place in a house. I just picked up house and house two for that reason. Amityville. Amityville. Amityville Horror. Amityville. I'm from Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> Amityville Horror. Uh, house of the Devil. I, that one might be a fun one. That one, how, I love... I have yet to see the quintessential scary house. Yeah. Monster House? Oh, Monster House is great, though. <laughs> Come on. That, to me, is like... It's also sweet and scary. Oh, it's, it's fun. I love it. It's it really like Paranorman. Yeah, I know. It's wonderful it's, stuff. It's, oh, is fantastic. Anything oh, from Laika. You know. But but that's where those things really work with that stuff too. Yeah. Like there was also okay. I want the other things because normally around this time, not, not only do I try to hit up new stuff, I saw Backcountry, which is not a horror film per se. The the the, the premise is guy and a girl go to the mountains. He wants to take her to the special spot he grew up in. Right. When he was a kid, he's a hiker. Goes this, it's a remote area, you know, you don't go here anymore because it's like, you know, it's it's wooded, you know, it's, it's far away. Right. So, but he's got this plan to take his girlfriend up there. They're having problems. So, this is meant to make, take their problem to relationship and, and fix make it, it in it the better. woods. So, they, he goes deep in the woods and unfortunately, he does not know these woods as well as he thought he did. <laughs> Gets lost into black bear country. Fun. Which they find out as they're being stalked by a bear. Huh. And I have, again, I have a big monster fetish. Sharks, alligators. Right. Grizzlies. Right. This is big bear monster. Right. And it, it, is, it is pretty fantastic. So, uh, so with all the movies from Nondescript Week, they all had, I think, like a very common horror, scary theme. Sure. It will get you. Yeah, not only it will get you, but you don't know what it is. Right, it's true. So it's hard, and you know it a Jason and a Michael and a Freddy, but yeah, these it, forms. It is your nightmares. What is your nightmare? Whatever your nightmare is. Absolutely. With the thing, it's paranoia, not knowing who to trust, exactly. not knowing right. who's actually there to help you or yep. harm you. Yep. With it follows, what's going to happen if you have sex? Will you right. get a disease? Will something bad happen? Will exactly. you fall in love? Will you ruin relationships? It's a lot. The uh, chemicals in the air. Are you going to have a healthy baby? Are you going to have a deformed baby? Being punished so for doing the right thing. You know, yeah. yeah. The stuff. What is the stuff? What are all these chemicals and foods going to do to us? Right, 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 right. So with all of right. these, that nondescript is just that that unknown horror, and I, I kind of love it. I love the psychology of not knowing what some of those horrors are going to be and what's going to happen if you follow through with whatever it or the thing right, is. Right, right, right. And I'll also know, love that in all of these, you don't know exactly what will kill it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you don't even know how to prevent it. So the body count, which is what I always appreciate, adds up before you start getting an inkling of what might it be. Yeah. Well, and you know, and you you can't kill what you don't know how how to kill. Yeah, I love it. I love all that. Absolutely love it. All right. Um, so where where can people find you? Because. I think we've kind of talked these movies to death. Where, and if anyone has ever even listened to me, I'm sure they already know all of this. You can find me at my house. Where can they find information about the things to send you money? Okay. You can go to scarytalesnoir.com. That's a combination of fried pickle noir and scary tales. That's scary with an I. So go to S-C-A-I-R-Y, tales, T-A-L-E-S, and noir, N-O-I-R. One of the weirder words to say in the English language and the French language, by the way. Sure. Um, at that point, you can read samples of all the books. You can actually go to my YouTube channel from there and listen to the entire CD of the Snobbies and other musical selections, as well as interviews just like this. There you go. And uh, for all of my other reviews and for 
for other um, podcasts in 60 Days of Halloween and just anything geekery related, um, gargylereviews.blogspot.com. Follow me on Instagram at the Gargyle, on Facebook slash the Gargyle, and yeah, all all yeah. fun geek things. Yeah, just all of it. Yeah, <laughs> especially for love for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, these are the 60 Days of Halloween. I'm I'm in my element. Yeah, I've not been able to watch a movie every day, but every I know, single day has had some level of horror. Yeah, even if it's just like one episode of Goosebumps. Yep. Every Look, single I day. I put Rob Zombie and and John Carpenter and Oingo Boingo in my uh, uh, iPod with Danny Elfman, of course. Right. I've got my house already completely decorated with all everything from Nightmare Before Christmas to Freddy and Jason and Michael. How do our wives put up with us? My wife is a part of this stuff. <laughs> My wife loves this stuff. Both of, our, uh, uh, both of our birthdays are in October. Each of our favorite movies is Halloween. I mean, that's when I knew I had to marry this woman. Oh, yeah. You know, so I put her in a basement, chained her up, kept the food and water and light to a, to a certain level. Yeah, just just and enough. The yeah. brainwashing went, went sure. really well. You get really desperate at that point. Yeah. And we'll say yes to anything. Yeah, and then you give her 23 years strong. Shh. Yeah, I did. <laughs> JR, as always, thanks for talking. Always, man. Love you, you brother. brother. Ah, good to see you. You too. And that's it for this episode. 